Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine and creator of drjockers.com, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. Guys, you know that chronic inflammation is at the root of every degenerative disease. Inflammation is ravaging lives all over the world, causing massive amounts of unnecessary suffering. And that's why I'm so passionate about getting to the root cause of inflammation. And so I interviewed 36 of the top doctors and experts in the world to uncover the root cause factors involved with inflammation and give you the best natural healing strategies to get well naturally. And I'm giving it away for free at chronicinflammationsummit.com. That's chronicinflammationsummit.com. And you can register and you'll immediately get access to some of the amazing uh, presentations, including Kieran Krishnan, where we talked all about leaky gut, endotoxemia, inflammation, and microbiome reconditioning. That was one of the best interviews I've ever done. So fascinating, such an amazing topic. You'll get that for free when you register at the chronicinflammationsummit.com. Again, we're giving this away for free from June 6th to June 12th. But when you register today, you'll immediately get access to some of these, some of the free content, including Kieran's talk, um, once we get into the event, you'll also uh, be able to listen to Dr. Nasha Winters, and she is a holistic oncology expert, and she talks all about the cancer inflammation connection. I interviewed Dr. David Perlmutter. We talk about blood sugar, insulin, inflammation, and brain degeneration. Uh, Dr. Christine Schaffner, we talk all about biotoxin illness, lymphatic function, and neural inflammation. I mean, so many great presentations in here. Just go to the chronicinflammationsummit.com. And you'll also get access to several of my free guides, including my new inflammation crushing smoothie guide that I know that you guys are going to love. You'll find some of the best possible smoothies that you can make um, in that. So you'll get that for free immediately when you go ahead and sign up. So again, it's chronicinflammationsummit.com, chronicinflammationsummit.com. That will register you, get you a whole bunch of free gifts, including several amazing interviews I did. And then we're going to be giving the entire event away starting June 6th to June 12th, where you'll be able to listen to four or five interviews each day. So you guys are going to love this content. Again, chronicinflammationsummit.com is the place to go. This podcast has been brought to you by Paleo Valley. They are one of my favorite companies because their products are super pure full of incredible ingredients. And I want to tell you about their meat sticks. They have 100% grass-fed beef, pasture-raised turkey meat sticks that my family and I love. My kids love these because they have tons of flavor. They're completely free of carbs and sugar, and they have probiotics in them as well. So they're great for your gut, great for supporting your appetite, your satiety levels. They help you uh, feel satiated. 
and they help you burn fat for fuel. They're gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, GMO-free, and preservative-free. So they are the top of the line. They've got some great flavors that you will absolutely love. And now you can use my coupon code, Jockers, just my last name, J-O-C-K-E-R-S, to get 15% off your order today. Simply go to their website, paleovalley.com, and enter Jockers at checkout, and you'll receive 15% off your entire purchase. The link and discount code are also available in the show notes of today's episode. Once you try these meat sticks, you won't be able to get enough. I mean, my kids love these, my family loves these, and I know you will as well. So try them out, Paleo Valley, and I know you're going to love them. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. We have a great topic today. It's the gut immune connection and something interesting called para-probiotics. You've probably heard of prebiotics, which are fibers and different compounds that help feed your gut microbiome. You've heard of probiotics. You've heard of the supplement. You've also, you also know that there are tons and tons of bacteria and microorganisms in your gut that break down nutrients, that break down toxins, right? And, and ideally the probiotics, the healthy ones are there to support you. And of course there's pathogens in your gut as well that um, eat, eat nutrients, they take your nutrients, they steal them and they, they poop out toxins, right? So they actually create more inflammation and toxic debris in your body. Um, so we don't want those, but you've heard of probiotics. You've heard of postbiotics. If you've been listening to my podcast for any length of time, postbiotics are compounds produced by good healthy gut bacteria that help to strengthen your gut lining. They help to strengthen your gut immune system and help keep inflammation under control. So things like butyric acid, short-chain fatty acids, that's, you know, that's one element, that's one of the main compounds, most well-studied compounds uh, that we call, we refer to as postbiotics. Well, there's something new called paraprobiotics, and we're gonna go into that in this podcast. You guys are gonna learn more about that and how important that is for helping balance and stabilize the immune system. And so I've got my friend, Steve Wright. He was on actually on podcast number 178, where he and I really did a deep dive on stomach acid, on digestive enzymes. We talked about postbiotics there, and uh, we really went through a lot of topics there. So if you have any questions about stomach acid, digestive enzymes, postbiotics, check out episode 178. But a little bit about Steve. He's a medical engineer, Kalish Functional Medicine Institute graduate. He's a gut health specialist. He spent close to $400,000 overcoming his own health challenges using everything from Western medicine to shamans. Steve is the founder of healthygut.com. He lives in Boulder, Colorado, and actually now he's in Arizona with his wife, Shay, and they have two dogs as well. So guys, with that said, you guys are going to love this podcast. If you haven't left us a five-star review, please do that. When you leave a review, it actually helps us reach more people and impact more lives with this message. And also share this podcast with anybody you know that's interested in gut health, functional nutrition, and immune function. So please share it. And with that said, let's go into the show. Well, hey, Steve, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me back, Dr. Jockers. Absolutely. Well, I always enjoy our conversations. And last time, guys, if you missed it, you definitely want to check out episode 178. Steve and I talked all about optimizing stomach acid. I get so many questions from people 
um, about stomach acid, acid reflux. We talked about digestive enzymes. We talked about postbiotics, butyric acid. We talked about a lot of strategies to support the microbiome. And we're going to talk more about gut health and how it relates to immune health today. But if you have questions about stomach acid, bioflow, enzymes, uh, how to really recondition the gut microbiome, that is the episode to go to. That is a deep dive there. So with that said, Today is about the immune system and how the gut and the microbiome really connects to the immune system. So Steve, let's start by just talking about the immune system. And uh, you know, obviously it's a complex system and it really came into light with, with COVID and everything that's gone on over the last few years. So people started actually paying attention to the immune yeah. system and wanting to know more about it. So I know you're an expert here. And so let's talk a little bit about how the immune system works. Yeah, yeah. Um... So I think one thing that really helps me is I'm a visual type of learner and a visual guy. And I was really struggling with trying to conceptualize the immune system because I think all the diagrams I always saw was like, yeah, you're, it's like, you know, head to toe coverage of, of your body is the immune system. And that's true. But then if you look in the research, they say that 70 to 80% of all of your immune cells are in and surrounding your gut. And so I think it's helpful to kind of, picture if you only had like a hundred cells, like in a video game or something, you only had a hundred units of immunity to spread throughout your body. You'd be stacking like 70 to 80%, like right around your intestines. So you're like, that's where the majority of the ongoing daily activity and protection is. And so I think that's useful for people just to picture where the majority of the activity is. And then like um, you said, everybody's like very interested more about the immune system. And I'm by no means like a super immune expert. I'm more of like the interplay between the gut and immune. But I found it really fascinating to learn a lot more about antibodies this year mm -hmm. and last year and how we have basically two sides of the immune system. We have the innate and then the adaptive. And then we have the cross communication between the two. And so that what that does is presents us with several potential breakpoints in how our immunity works. Um, we could have an innate immune system, which is mostly like your inflammation. It's like the, the first responder. So in the first 48 hours of, a, of an infection or uh, you know, even a pollen dump, uh, we were talking about earlier before, um, this is the, the first line of cells. A lot of white blood cells, natural killer cells, if you hear about those, secretory IgA, if you hear about that, that's kind of your innate rushing to it, along with inflammation. You know, if you sprain your ankle or you do something to your knee, um, your, the heat and the fever, all that's like innate. And then you have adaptive on the other side. And that's where we get into the really cool stuff around antibodies, um, People may have heard about B cells and how like antibodies aren't the only way that you can have like lasting uh, immunity towards infections or, or, you know, whatever might have come into your body. And that's, that takes longer to develop. Basically your innate immune system is the first responders. They collect a bunch of data and they're supposed to transfer it over to the adaptive side. And the adaptive side learns over time and then it kind of starts building I don't know, war always ends up being my metaphor. I don't know, you know, it's really sad what's going on right now in Ukraine and everything, but it's 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 the one that makes sense. They basically start manufacturing the specialized like bullets and munitions needed to uh, respond to an ongoing threat that the innate system has detected and, and basically said is still ongoing. And so I think that interplay is really exciting. I think it also gives us a, a framework to talk about how we can get dysfunctional, which is I think, 
a big thing that I've learned over the last few years is like, everybody's like, I want strong immunity. Yeah. I want strong immunity. But if we're already out of this, or if we're already out of alignment and we get stronger out of alignment, we're just more out of alignment. Mm. We actually want a smart mm -hmm. immune system, one that's really in, um, basically adapted to whatever is coming at it. And, and if it has yeah. to be strong, it's strong. If it has to be passive, it's passive. And I think that's where I've evolved in my thinking is like strong is not always better. We actually want something that's very smart and in tune with our environment. Yeah, I like that. I, I always use the example of like a dartboard and, um, you know, your immune system is like, you know, the person throwing the dart doesn't really matter how hard they throw the dart. It's really about their coordination, their accuracy, right? Like you could throw the dart as hard as you want. If you're coordinated, that's great. If not, you're going to, you know, smoke a hole in your wall, right? And, you know, hurt yourself. And that's kind of the issue here is most people are, they have, they have mal-coordinated uh, immune systems. So their immune systems are coordinated to really uh, efficiently attack the pathogens. And instead, it's also, you know, it's trying to attack the pathogens, maybe getting a percentage of them, but it's also, um, it's also taking some of your own tissue and damaging some of your own tissue with kind of a systemic inflammatory response. And so we're in alignment there as far as this idea of like, hey, immune coordination is really the key. Immune balance is so important. And, you know, you talked about how the, how the gut, you know, most people, like if, if, if you were to ask somebody on the street, like, where is the immune system in your body? Like where, you know, what organ system, you like, what organ is the immune system in? Most people don't know, right? Right. And so just like you talked about, it's most of it's in the gut, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's helpful when we talk about like, why does gut health matter for immunity? Like, why are we seeing so many linkages Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's autoimmune conditions or uh, asthma or hay fever or even, you know, uh, flu and viruses. Uh, it, it's, you know, the entry point and the regulation of the immune system is heavily influenced by what's happening in the gut. Yeah, absolutely. So important. So I know as you were looking at this and you were researching, you came across these plasma cytoid dendritic cells, right? So it kind yeah. of short for PDCs plasma cytoid dendritic cells. Very interesting. What do they, what do they do? So these are a specialty subgroup, kind of a rare dendritic cell, and they're kind of like the commanders of the immune system. They actually are able to influence both the adaptive and the innate immune system um, at the same time, which is actually extremely rare. We, we kind of talked earlier how you need to have a good crosstalk, like Basically, on a battlefield, if 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 one unit's doing one thing and another unit thinks it should be doing something else, you know, friendly fire can happen. That's autoimmune conditions. That's extreme reactions to pollen, things like that. Um, so you need coordination on what's happening in the plasma. I have a man. I always say that. So <laughs> it's tough to say. Here, I'll, so I'll, I'll yeah, PDCs because it's plasma cytoid, plasma cytoid dendritic cells. Yeah, so the, the PDCs sort of are able to regulate on both sides and help the cross talk between them. They're able to boost natural killer cells if, if the uh, innate immunity is, is like not responding well or needs more power. And then they're able to influence like T cells and B cells on the adaptive side. So they're, they're really cool and they're kind of a new emerging thing. They're coming into their own over the last 10 years or so. But prior to this, there hasn't been, I don't think, that much differentiation in dendritic cells. 
Yeah, very interesting. And then what did you find as far as, because this is interesting, you know, we've talked about probiotics before. I mean, probiotics are something that's very well known in the natural health space. I, I imagine all my listeners have heard of probiotics. Most of them have tried probiotics or maybe taking probiotics right now. And the average person out there, when they think about probiotics, they think about putting living organisms in their body that, you know, will crowd out and help get rid of bad stuff in there and help, help with, you know, optimizing nutrient assimilation. However, you found kind of this, this, this new area that's, that's emerging and it's called para probiotics in particular, you know, it sees kind of deadened or killed probiotics. So let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So I was, I was just doing research because I wanted to have the best protection over the last few years. I wanted my family to have the best protection. And so I was trying to find the right probiotic strains for, for gut immunity. I I figured there had to be some, some studies there and there, there are some, um, but over and over this, these paraprobiotics kept turning up as being like way more powerful and like way more studied both in animals and in humans for immune system regulation. And it, it's basically this idea that, um, if you're culturing a probiotic or a bacteria, it, it looks differently and it has different properties as it grows from say, just, you know, nothing to a full adult, uh, let's call that a probiotic cell when it's a full adult. And what they found is if they stalled the, um, the growth at certain points and killed it off, that the, the bacterial wall and the stuff inside of it was different. And that actually interacted with our body in a way that was much more promotive to immune function. And so they basically just wait and they figure out when is the best time to kill off this life cycle. They heat kill these, these bugs, which are often sometimes even the same bugs you'd use in the adult form for probiotics, but they kill them earlier. And then they're also shelf stable and you can do you know a lot more stuff with them because of that. So in the end, it appears that the cell wall and the stuff inside the cell at that stage are uh, more impactful for the gut immune connection than the adult version of them. Yeah, very, very interesting. And, you know, when we look at like stool analysis and things like that, we're, we're not typically seeing like a big, for example, if you take certain probiotic strains, we don't always see them showing up at, in high amounts when we look at stool analysis. People, you know, we really don't have the science fully figured out on how probiotics work to begin with, right? We, we know based on research, they're, they're well-studied to work, right? To improve, um, you know, IBS, um, you know, a lot of different conditions, a lot of gut inflammation related conditions, improving nutrient absorption, um, immune function, things like that. But we don't necessarily fully understand the mechanism. And so it may just be, again, the, this cell wall, uh, you know, having an inter- a certain reaction and I know that you you guys found a strain. Uh, it is Lactococcus lactis strain plasma or LC plasma, right? And can you talk a little yeah. bit about that? Yeah, LC plasma has I think over twenty five, maybe up to twenty seven studies now in humans, and it's this really cool strain that is a, a paraprobiotic, so it's it's killed off early, and. Uh, this company has done a lot of research on it. They've trademarked it, and that's why there's so many studies on it. But it's really cool in that it appears to do 
many of the things as good or better than, than probiotics. For instance, they actually studied in athletes. They're like, Hey, how does, you know, do, how do athletes do with this? And it turns out they have less time or more time to fatigue. Um, they have less, they, they tested it for like sick days. There's less sick days. Um, and then they tested it on other things. Um, you know, I, I can't say that this treats anything, but they did see better responses to the flu while taking it. Um, and it is the one strain that, that, preferentially upregulates and activates these PDC cells. And so that's the mechanism behind it that they discovered. And I think part of the reason why it works so well um, for all types of things, whether it's uh, just general immunity and well-being to, you know, better performance under stress, um, res resistance to stress, um, and then regulation of the two sides of the immune system. So it's, uh, it's a really cool strain. And, and like you said, I think we're just barely scratching the surface here of what is actually happening with probiotics and, and paraprobiotics. Um, but I think what's really true is that we're going to find over the next five years that the, the exact strain and the exact dosage of that exact strain are going to be the tickets to having like remarkable products and remarkable results. Hmm. So you think that will get very, very specific with certain probiotics and knowing better, knowing better what their, what kind of conditions they can help treat and uh, help improve. Yeah. Yeah. I think the future, I, th I think we've gone through two phases of probiotics. And mm -hmm. then I think the third phase is just kicking off. The first phase was like throw 10 to 20 different types in there. Yeah. They don't, they're not specific and like just crank up the billions, 50 billion, hundred billion, 300 billion. And that was first level probiotics. And those did well for some people, but not everybody. Then the next phase was like more targeted strains. And this is when like sporebiotics and Espoulardi really took off. Yep. And um, those seemed to help more. I, I would, I would wager to say that that's what you found. That's definitely what I found mm -hmm. is that more people responded to these specific types of sporebiotics and or um, certain strains like lactobacillus uh, GG, rhamnosus GG, has a ton of data on it. It's a really cool strain. And so we saw these strains start to uh, be like, hey, it's about the strains, about the dosage, and it works for everything. And now what we're going to see, and what the research at least shows anyways, is that it's that strain and that dosage for a certain issue. It could be skin, it could be brain function, anxiety, depression, it could be gut function with um, certain strains being better for diarrhea, certain strains being better for constipation. And so as we move into better understanding the mechanism of action and getting more data on these probiotics, I think the difference between live and dead is going to matter less and less. And it's going to be more about that specific strain uh, matched to the specific type of, of symptom or condition you're trying to modify for. I just wanted to interrupt this podcast to tell you about the tasty probiotic enzyme and polyphenol infused energy drink that I use on a regular basis that doesn't have caffeine and really powers up my brain and my body. It's called Metabolic Reds. It's an anti-aging nutraceutical that you drink. See, most energy drinks leave us dealing with the midday crash. You know, they kind of wear off and then we you know, our energy levels go way down. And then there's other ones that are more natural that just have like a planty, like a grass-like taste that make them really hard to stomach. And that's where Metabolic Reds comes in. It was made to pack in nine different natural blends that are scientifically proven to boost energy and focus, but it also tastes awesome. And the best part, you won't feel like you're forcing down another health drink. You're not gonna get the midday crash. 
Metabolic Reds are designed to be easy to drink. It's 100% natural, gives you the natural energy boost you've been missing. These nutrients that are in it help the most important cells of your body adapt, grow, and stay healthier longer. Guys, you've got to try it for yourself to truly see how good this stuff tastes. Just go to getreds.com forward slash jockers. That's getreds or G-E-T-R-E-D-S.com forward slash jockers. That will unlock your offer to get a free metabolic greens with your purchase of the metabolic red. So you get two for one. So check that out, guys. Again, getreds.com forward slash jockers. You guys are going to love the metabolic reds. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. And that, you know, got, kind of goes into the idea of personalized medicine or personalized healthcare, which is really what we try to do in functional healthcare to begin with. Functional medicine, functional nutrition is trying to understand somebody's unique genetics, their unique symptoms, uh, triggers, food triggers, stress triggers, things like that, and trying to customize a specific plan for them. And so, you know, with the gut microbiome myome playing such a big role in health, it makes sense that if we're adding in probiotics, we're adding in kind of these, these, uh, these major players that we should be as specific as possible. So I'm looking forward to learning more about that research and how it, you know, it's been unfolding, but really, um, you know, just seeing how it continues to unfold over the next several years and better understanding that. So I know obviously you guys created this holoimmune product and you put the, um, the, what is it? The, uh, lactococcus lactis strain, the plasma strain, which is called, which is a brand name amuse because it's been studied and clinically studied, uh, to show a lot of benefits in there. You've got that in there, but you've also got some other things in there as well. Some other different types of probiotics. You've got beta glucan in there which is a really powerful polysaccharide that's amazing for as a kind of a prebiotic or it really supports the immune system, supports your secretory IgA levels. So tell us more about this product right here you guys created. Yeah, my, my goal was really to try to create a product that was capable of, of retraining immune systems to be smarter. And so in the beginning, we talked about the two sides and the cross communication. Well, you could be uh, not able to mount a uh, effective innate response. So you could have too passive an innate immune system. This would be like if you saw low secretory IgA on a on a stool panel or something like that. Um, you could also have too aggressive of that pattern. Like you could just all out war every time you eat a tomato or beef or something. Like that's not supposed to happen. And then you could have a crosstalk issue between innate and adaptive. And then on the adaptive side, um, you could be generating way too much uh, activity and be in like an autoimmune state, or you could be actually depressed. So immunocompromised and elderly people struggle to actually remember and create the right amount of antibodies and things like that to mount effective responses in the future to whatever has already happened to them. And so I wanted to make a product that could try to basically cover all five of those patterns because as far as I understand, there's no good testing to try to like map this out. Like, where is your immune system today? If someone's like, okay, cool. Now I know more. I want to get a test to find out what's happening. And like, I haven't figured out a good way to, to find that those data points out or that numbers out, you know, hopefully in the next 10 years, science, uh, you know, gives us something as humans so we can map more about which part of our immune system is out of balance. But being that we don't know, I wanted to try to create a product that was adaptogenic to whatever scenario is already present. 
And so, as you mentioned, the first thing I thought of was beta glucans because they really are like a, an immune system, like super trainer. They kind of make it more effective. They help boost the secretory IgA. Um, they're a mild prebiotic that most people can tolerate, which should, you know, encourage a little yeah. bit better gut microbiome. Um, and then the other three strains were selected based on their clinical data, both in animals and humans, because I wanted something that crossed both sides. And I really wanted to put a focus on the TH1 and TH2 um, balance inside the body, because I think a lot of us who struggle with chronic health issues, chronic gut and immune issues, um, we really have... Um, we might have those other dysfunctions for sure. Maybe they're mild, but the TH1, TH2 stuff can get someone stuck in a, in a bad way for a long time. And so um, the L92 and the LP, the amino LP20 both have data and mechanism of actions around boosting T helper cells. And T helper cells basically um, help the balance between TH1 and TH2. And so TH1 uh, basically is people in the research that's that's linked to autoimmune conditions if you have too much th1 and then too much th2 is typically li uh, linked to like hay fever and seasonal allergies and what you want is it should be like a teeter-totter that's like kind of moving you don't want a violent teeter-totter you know you don't want a bunch of like eight-year-old boys trying to launch each other up in the air because if that's your experience inside your body, you're gonna probably have wild swings of symptomology. You, you may have an autoimmune condition, but have extreme pollen reactions or other environmental issues. And you can dump all the vitamins and minerals into a body like that you want. They're not necessarily bad, but they're not gonna dampen the teeter-totter. And mm -hmm. what will dampen the teeter-totter is T, T helper cells and better um, T cell regulation and differentiation. And so that's that's why the other strains were chosen because I, I also wanna like be the future of what I just talked about with probiotics that like, hey, the, the best thing is things that are studied and, and we can yeah. put data points on and we can begin to build theories around how they're actually working inside the body. Yeah, it's really interesting. And I was telling you, I've been taking this holoimmune product here this spring and I, I have poor histamine metabolism and oftentimes around when the pollen dump, I don't usually express, you know, the, the typical histamine intolerance symptoms. Like a lot of people do where they'll have rashes, a lot of redness in their skin, headaches, migraines, different issues like that. Lots of uh, post-nasal drip can be a, you know, a common symptom with it, having to clear their nose all the time, watery eyes, things like that. I don't, I don't typically display that, but when the pollen comes out and the humidity picks up, I usually notice a lot of fatigue. Like it's all of a sudden it's like, oh, fatigue. I don't sleep as well. And so just genetically, I found that it's most likely related to this sort of histamine issue. And when we're dealing with pollen or environmental irritants that can drive up part of our immune system that's associated with histamine. Um, and mast cell formation. And so taking the holoimmune along with things like vitamin C and making sure my vitamin D is optimized and zinc and things like that, quercetin, um, I've definitely noticed an improvement, not nearly as much of an energy swing with the pollen. We just had a huge dump out here in, uh, in Georgia. And I mean, it's everywhere, you know, every car is covered in it. And I felt good. I felt like, you know, my normal self, maybe, uh, maybe five to 10% reduction energy, not not thriving, not at my highest level, um, but not like the normal, you know, 40 to 50% drop. Right. And so I'll take that. I'll take five to 10%, you know, for a few days when the pollen comes out. And uh, I really think the holoimmune 
is helping balance and optimize my immune system so my body doesn't have to produce as much mast cells and as much of an inflammatory response when I'm exposed to the pollen. So really, really good stuff. I'm, I'm glad that you guys created this product. And uh, I, think it's, I think it's awesome. I think people should definitely try it and support the immune system. Um, what are some other nutrients outside of the holoimmune that you found to be very helpful for immune function? I just want to comment on that for yeah. one second. Um, so I think what you said there is super important because people are are often, I think, confused as to why would you be fatigued? Like how does mast cells mm. in the brain? And, and so, you know, it, there's a we don't understand it yet, but there's a very complex interaction between your neuroimmune system uh, and basically, so that means like brain immune. And so there's actually like a brain immune gut triangle here that is all interconnected. And so if, like you said in the past, like you had a pollen dump and you produced a bunch of histamine, you would probably produce a bunch of inflammatory uh, cytokines and, of different types. And those just travel through the blood. And if there's more of them, they will end up in your brain and typically cause like a mild neuroinflammation. And mm -hmm. so what we're seeing with users of the product, and it's not everyone, but in fact, it's not me. I wish it was me, but it's not me. Um, but my, my soon to be wife actually is like, this is the one product, like she's like fighting me. I'm like, where's the bottle at? I want mine <laughs> because she's seeing cognitive. Mm -hmm. she, she, it's like almost like a nootropic for her. Yeah. Um, and we're seeing that with like 30 to 40% of people who are using it where they're like, wow, like this gets me turned on. I need less coffee. And I'm ready to go for the day. Now, I wish I, I got that benefit, but I don't. <laughs> um, but it's really cool that we're starting to see these interplays between if we can reduce uh, the cytokines inside the gut, if we can reduce the histamine release, then we see it in the brain, we can see it in the joints, um, these various other areas that the, the low grade inflammation may be like settling or traveling to. Yeah, that's really good. Really fascinating. And yeah, you're absolutely right. When we're, we're noticing fatigue, we know that Issues like chronic fatigue, for example, are associated with that inflammation and it impacts hypothalamus, pituitary gland, right? This sort of neuroendocrine system that is associated with delivering the right hormones to help you feel energized and um, signaling to the mitochondria to produce energy, right? And so we start to see, you know, the, the mitochondria going into more of like a, a defense mode, right? And uh, protecting themselves because inflammation's high and you know, there's environmental irritants that are in the bloodstream that the cells themselves are saying, okay, wow, we got too much toxicity in our body, pathogens. And so we need to shut down energy production. We need to turn up oxidation and stress uh, and inflammation. And for some people, they notice that as pain, right? They have a lot of pain. For other people, um, a lot of skin issues, right? Or gut issues. And then for other people, they're noticing it with fatigue. And so, um, you know, each person responds a little bit differently but you're absolutely right. This is all part of kind of this, this complex inflammatory process that, that's taking place. Now, um, again, the whole immune guys definitely want to check it out. Um, I talked about it in the intro, but uh, again, the link here is healthygut.com forward slash drjockers. Use a coupon code drjockers15 at checkout if you want to try this out. Uh, that'll get you the whole immune, especially if you're noticing, again, um, allergy-like responses. You feel you feel like you're getting frequent colds, fevers, flus. Um, you know, definitely you want to support that gut microbiome. This is the most research product I've seen for gut, specifically working on the gut to improve the immune function. So definitely check that out. What are some other nutrients though people should be looking at um, when it comes to supporting and optimizing 
their immune coordination? So I think that, you know, you've already mentioned some of the, the core basics, which is like vitamin D, you got to have your vitamin D levels up. Uh, vitamin C is super important. Zinc. Um, some people overlook selenium. Selenium is a core, core nutrient to uh, proper uh, immune function and, and in fighting off infections and things mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. I think there's a, an underrated tool that most people don't know about, which is melatonin for the immune system. Mm -hmm. um, so taking higher doses of melatonin uh, is actually used in cancer. And part of the, the part of the reason there is, is what it's doing to the immune system taking let like they use really high dosages, like 160 to 180 milligrams, um, even higher than that sometimes, but taking less than that, like 10 or 20 milligrams or even higher, sometimes under acute infections can be very supportive to, um, you know, fighting your way out of an immune reaction as well. So that's, that's a really underrated one. And then everything you do to keep your gut healthier is, is going to put you in a better position. And so if you, if you know, you don't have enough butyrate, you got to get your prebiotics up or your fibers up or take a product like, you know, our tributerin X or a different, uh, liquid tributerin product. Uh, butyrate is a, is a big time regulation of the, basically the steps before your immune system gets triggered. So, um, your immune system really shouldn't be uh, getting bombarded by the food you eat and the bugs and the toxins that are inside your body all day long. You should have a really thick mucus layer. And then the cells behind the mucus layer should, should be like tight and really flexible to open and close. And when the mucus layer gets thinned and the cells stay open, that's leaky gut. And butyrate is one of the best ways to um, avoid leaky gut and or um, get rid of leaky gut if you do have it. And so you can use things like resistant starch, you can use um, partialized hydrolyzed guar gum. Uh, and then, like I said, if you can't do those things, you can use supplemental butyrate supplements. But I think that's super underrated, especially for the histamine folks as well. Yeah, that's great. That's another product actually I've been taking as well is uh, the buter butyric acid tributarin X. And so uh, yeah, great products, really good stuff. Guys, check it out, healthygut.com. Uh, that is Steve's company. Very revolutionary company, a lot of really awesome products. They've got a great stomach acid product, HCL Guard. They've also got Holo Enzymes, right, or Holozymes, and uh, the Tributarin X, which is the butyric acid as well as the Holo Immune. So definitely check that out, guys. Steve, any last words of inspiration for our audience here? Um, just, just know that, you know, if, if you're struggling that there's companies like ours out there, that are fighting new products to market and that dosage really matters. So if you use any of our products, you don't get a good result, please, please make contact with us. Um, we have health coaches on staff to try to help you. You might need two pills. You might need less pills. Um, and the same is true for anything else you have in your supplement cabinet. Um, please work with your health provider, your doctor, obviously to uh, verify that you should be going up and, and, and down. But if they don't know that you can say double or triple your enzymes or take enzymes on an empty stomach to help with inflammation, then maybe find a new doctor who does um, because you can do a lot with dosages when it comes to supplements if you're struggling. Awesome. Thanks again for your time, Steve. Guys, hopefully you enjoyed this podcast and please share this with somebody that you know that you care about when you share it. That really helps us impact more people and, and change more lives. So thanks for doing that. And we'll see you guys on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody. Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. 
And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.